Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast with your hosts, the Battle Bros, Taylor and Isaac. What's up, Isaac? Uh, just uh, Monday morning here. Had a great weekend uh, and had a lot of flesh and blood feelings. So we're uh, <laughs> we're making a kind of in, in-betweener bonus episode to uh, to, you know, air some of our praises and grievances. Yeah, definitely. This is a spoiler season bonus episode. Um, we also have with us again, Johnny Blue Razor, Mitch. What's up, Mitch? Hello, hello. Nice. He's becoming a, the third member. Yeah, I hope so. Of the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Totally. We As love always. It. Love having you. Um, so it's spoiler season. Um, and that's all the news we have. We're not going to do our normal, like, podcast format we're just basically going to only be talking about spoiled cards and our feelings no lawnmower talk today sorry <laughs> well weed whipper talk or chainsaw <laughs> yeah. i don't know what was yeah, on totally. the schedule but um so it's monday the 19th at eleven fifty a.m pacific time so specifically so if there specifically are pacific Wait. other cards that are spoiled um that like i think nope didn't just happen but if there are other ones that happen after this podcast comes out and we didn't talk about it that's why yeah because so right after our last episode james white released like an article that explained a lot of things we were wondering about like three or four hours after we recorded it (laughs) yeah totally classic happened what are you gonna do yeah so um first off i want to say how much fun this first week of spoilers has been um like 5 p.m rolls around which is like maybe like noon time in new zealand and then it's just like i'm i'm texting with you isaac and troy and mitch set in a separate text message i'm messaging colin you know i'm talking to my friend thomas i have like four different communication apps going (laughs) like in the evenings and it's just been really fun because it seems like the whole community is amped up like that. Like they're doing a really good job making this an event and it's bringing a lot of opinions and hype and that sort of thing. It's just fun for everybody to be on the same page. Totally. Well, they keep spoiling things in, oops. Oh, Oh, that's the first time that's ever happened. Totally, That was my fault. Sorry. Podcast faux pas. But um, they've been doing a really good job about, uh, like, teasing new mechanics or spoiling new mechanics in the right order. So we all get up in arms and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, just stir our feelings every single day. Yeah. What is a soul? Oh, it's this thing. You know, Uh, how is that going to work? Oh, okay. There it is. You know, and all of those cards just, um, I don't know, just little pieces of the puzzle the whole time. Which is great. Sorry, it looks like we got another new spoiler. Is that oh, what we got yeah, going on? That's there? what we got. They're probably going to be incoming as we record this episode. Weird timing. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, so we just yeah. saw this. is We're going to do this live. So just came up. Bolting Blade. It's a Light Warrior Axon. Majestic. Um, it's yellow. Costs four. And it reads, Bolting Blade costs two less to play for each time you've charged this turn. Attacks for seven. With, bananas. Uh, <laughs> defense for three. Great yellow bunches of bananas. <laughs> Jeez. Also, r- really cool artwork, too. 
um, which you guys can go look at that. But so, well, that's really cool. I'm liking that they're doing a lot with charge that you have to like play cards that charge your hero's soul. Right. And charge is a keyword. Yeah. So it doesn't count if you, you know, if you have a card that has a hit effect that put it into your soul. So the last time was the last time I was on was the last time you guys recorded. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Warrior came out since then. I guess that kind of needs a little mm-hmm. preface oh, in right. case people haven't been checking. Uh, oh yeah, there's, <laughs> so there's a Light Warrior and Shadow Runeblade out now. Right. Yeah. And we don't know what the fourth class is. Most likely a light class from Soul or has yeah. to be from Soul yeah. Yeah. because, as James White explained, uh, light and shadow are talents that are only available to heroes with the talent. From uh, that re- keyword region, yeah, the region specific. So Levy is from the Demonastery, and the Demonastery talent is Shadow. Right. Right. So um, the old heroes, like regular Brute, cannot use Light or Shadow cards. They cannot specialize, which I was really hoping for, um, to keep all of the new heroes' deck building interesting mm-hmm. until they get each of their own new cards, but that is not the case. However, yeah. we did learn that there will be future talents from each of the eight um, mm-hmm. lands, yeah. right? So, you know, you can imagine in the future there may be a a chaos and order talent or something like that. Right, um, right. But anyway, so basically Shadow Brute can run Brute cards, Shadow cards, and Generic, and Shadow Brute cards. Right. Um, brute can only run Brute and Generics. Generics, yep. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, hope that was clear. Totally clear. Um, and just to kind of go back to what charge means, that's a new keyword for light heroes. Right. Charge is a keyword in, in cards, we'll say, as an additional cost uh, charge, and that's putting a card from your hand face up under your hero into their soul, basically, is where that zone is now. So um, with the card that we just got spoiled... Um, what was it called? Uh, bolting Blade. So Bolting Blade costs two less for each time you've charged this turn. Which is insane. Because if you can pull it off, right, you could have... And so far it's only been attacks that charge, which makes sense, right? right. Thematically, if you're going to charge into battle. Charge! Yeah, so you're going to have to charge on two attacks. You're going to have to say that every time you charge, you know. Charge! <laughs> um, and those attacks have to have go again, which currently in the card pool they do not. So it's like a pretty big combo. It feels like uh, warriors turning into ninja, kind of. A little bit. You know, like I'm going to attack for zero for four, give it go again in a, in a way. Attack for zero for four, give it go again. And then now I get to attack for seven right. for free. You know? Well, and his innate ability allows you to give pumped attacks go again by spending a card from your soul. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we'll see how difficult or how flexible that is, but, um, you know, just innately being able to give something go again, uh, something pumped go again yeah. on command uh, seems really good. And then cards like Ray of Light, which I thought was meh last time, except for maybe like with Kadachis, is now extraordinarily good. Because it pumps all of your attacks that turn. Right. And, and then puts itself yeah. into the soul. Yeah. Which he can then use on any of those future attacks. Right. right. And it looks like he's rocking two one-handed weapons. We've only seen one 
hatchet so far, but it right. doesn't reference the opposite hatchet. So. Right, yeah. So if you don't know, there's now a new warrior, Sir Bolton Breaker of Dawn, which I'm like pretty into, this guy. Um, he's like Idris Elba, for sure. Um, and so his hero reads, if you have charged this turn, attacks you control gain plus one while defended by attack action cards, which is pretty cool. Um, and then he has an attack reaction, which has no limit per turn. So it just says attack reaction on his hero card. Banish a card from Bolton's soul. Target attack with attack greater than its base gains go again. So if it's pumped by Ray of Hope, then it has plus one. And thus he could banish a card from his soul to give it go again. Or like classic warrior, if it's pumped by an, an attack reaction. Yeah then he can use his attack reaction. Then he can add his ability go yep. again. on top of that to just give it go again, yeah, which is really cool. It's so, like, cool. Lunging Press, I right. think, could be an actually good card now. Like, I think it's okay before, but now that it has just, like, so much utility to play it for free to pump stuff just to give it go again is, uh, I think, really, really good. I tell you, it's going to be really hard to learn a whole new... Uh, warrior blocking pattern mm-hmm. it's hard enough to keep dorinthia and kasai straight when i had to play them both in a tournament so uh now this whole new i don't know why that's so hard for my brain mm-hmm. it's like blocking dorinthia is it's fine it's okay you can like do it and it's fine but then adding in kasai or this new warrior is just like really hard for me to be good at at doing both mm-hmm. I, so think we'll see. I think shadow players are going to have to run those cards that threaten to banish cards out of their soul. Oh, to yeah, keep definitely. Them in check. I mean, yeah. that's going to be a huge part of the game yeah. and keeping you in it. Which yeah. is which is really cool that that is now a mechanic is there's a literal struggle between light and dark that's beyond just like trying to beat light heroes or shadow heroes, you know, that you're literally struggling for each other's soul or like yeah, you know? Well, I mean, the shadows trying to devour their soul. Yeah. And, and the warriors trying to, uh, or build, the lights trying to build, build up, it up their soul. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, another thing we mentioned, just to keep you guys in, you, the audience, on pace here. Um, and then we'll kind of, our, what we've chosen is we'll all have, we all have a few cards we wanted to specifically talk about. And we'll go round table style yeah. about I those. Want, I want to go through the characters oh, okay. a little bit cool. too. Yeah. Um, just Mitch had mentioned earlier that there's like a new warrior weapon, um, which there is. There's Hatchet of the Mind, and it's a one-handed axe. That's something I think is really cool. We've seen scythes, claws, uh, flails, right? right? It's not just swords and clubs and stuff. We're seeing a lot of other stuff. So now we have axes. Um, and Hatchet of the Mind reads, once per turn, attack costs one. Uh, whenever you attack with Hatchet of the Mind, if Hatchet of the Body was the last attack this turn, Hatchet of the Mind gains plus one until end of turn, and it attacks for two. So really interesting. We don't know what Hatchet of the Body is yet. Um, so right away with Sir Bolton, you can see how if you have Hatchet of the Body and whatever that does, and then you can give that go again, you can easily give Hatchet of the Mind go again as well because it'll get a plus one bump for that um in the article by james white about sir bolton uh 
um, he does mention that we will get to see, because in the artwork we see Bolton with like a giant glowing sword. Uh, I think, it, what did he say? Raiden, I think is the sword's name. Yeah, in that that will be spoiled later, um, which is pretty cool uh, that he's going to get like another cool sword. But it just seems like he's really good with a variety of weapons like the Centauri sabers all of a sudden look really cool with him, you know, these hatchets, especially because you can, which we can talk about when we get to him. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that before we get to um, our, our round Robin discussion here. Totally. And uh, I like all of these different weapon types. Um, I felt kind of a little left out in the cold before because running claws uh, attack reactions were not applicable. Like it was, what is it, clubs or hammers yeah, for pummel, pummel yeah. or swords or daggers, daggers. Yeah. for razor. Yeah. Um, Which I do hope we get a new generic attack reaction. Totally. But I was just wondering, so like, I mean, there's, we've seen a number of axes now, right? So there may be um, some cards that apply to axes, but we've seen one scythe and one flail. And I wonder if there will be more of those. Or that those cards are kind of too good or too niche and they don't want you to be able to pummel your flail. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like we have many more different types now, and is that to keep it is it to keep some weapons from getting generic pumps? Or are we just gonna have a ton of different weapon types and a bunch of different cards that will eventually apply to like is flail's gonna be a whole mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I don't know. Category? I don't know. That's really interesting, though, you know, to talk about it. Like flails and maces? Who knows? Yeah. You know? Because um, we do see in the, like, artwork for Sir Bolton's thing. So he's also, which I really like his lore, he's married to um, uh, Irina prayer. from yeah. Irina's Prayer. And she, in that picture, is in one of the pictures is like holding a, a mace. So I wonder if that'll also be a weapon or something in the future. All no holds barred. Anyway, um, let's get into our round Robin situation. So we each have like a grip of cards. Who knew cards or characters first? Um, well, one of my cards is a character. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's start with you, Isaac, and we'll go counterclockwise. Um, okay. So what's your first card you wanted to talk about? Okay, I wanted to talk about Rise Above. Um, it's a generic defense reaction. Um, classic red blocks for four. But this card costs two and reads, you may put a card from your hand on top of your deck rather than paying Rise Above's um, cost or right. resource cost. Mm-hmm. And uh, this card... <laughs> at first glance, seems like too sequential, maybe too tough to pull off, but I think it could really have a lot of value. Um, I don't know about in light, but in these shadow decks, right? Because shadow brute, like a lot of these new cards make you draw a card and then discard a random card, which is going to be really tough if you're not opt heavy or putting cards back on your deck heavy. Right. And, um, this is a mechanic we haven't had much of yet where you, instead of paying the cost of something, you put it on top of your deck. I mean, we see it in Moonwish, yep. mm-hmm. and that may be it. 
But just in um, both Chain, the new Rune Blade, and uh, Levia, the new Brute, um, this card could be like putting a card from your hand on top of your deck is like a bonus. Yeah. Not a cost. Um, so I could see having Rise Above in your arsenal as Brute being like potentially really good. But, you know, if you get caught out with it at the wrong moment, it could be pretty screwed. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the real question is, is this better than uh, Sinks or Fates? The red right. defense reactions we already have yeah, that cost I, zero. That I think have an definitely effect. not. Yeah. I mean, you know, top deck manipulate just Fate for Seen or, I don't know, then you get to opt it and know what it is. I think it's an attempt to, in draft, uh, just kind of like take a little bit of the power out of defense reactions because those cards were like almost first picks every time you open a booster. Yeah, especially in WTR. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just an attempt to kind of like kind of balance it out a little bit because it's hard to get a big attack going in draft. Yeah. And to just have like an easy four defense reaction definitely took the teeth out of your attacks, which... I don't know. I think it'll make draft a little better. I think we're not going to see many more defense reactions, if any. I will say, though, I think you guys may be right. I think this card may be a little bit too clunky. But I will say that, like, playing as Azalea, just like that opt one. So, like, say say I'm playing as Levia, right? And I want I need a, I need to draw and discard a random sixer. Just that opt one is not always that great because I look at the card, not a sixer, send mm-hmm. it on don't know what the next card is yeah this is potentially guaranteeing your next play and as any brute players know the more you can mitigate the randomness or ensure your plan goes off the better yeah um but i you know i I may be wrong i mean the flip play that is brute is if you don't like what's in your hand then you can't get it out because you're just going to draw it again what do you mean well, you put the sink below trigger on top, and then you just end up drawing that card again, discarding a random card. That card you don't want in that discard pool is still going to be there. Oh, totally. Um, so, yeah, could go either way. Sink below, at least you get to like tutor that one out and get a chance of mixing it up. Yeah, but cycle if, your hand. If you're rocking those cards, though, which there's a lot of them, where you draw a card and discard a random card, mm-hmm. then it's like always up to luck, and your turn can just be shut down. Yeah. It's just the counter. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that outweighs what. Yeah, we'll have argument. to see when the whole set is spoiled and we get our hands on the cards. You know, it's. I don't have the type of brain that can. Like, I can think through combos and stuff, but I can never think of it like in. Um, like a one on one situation, you know? Like, well, if X amount of damage is coming at me and I go through this line of defensive play what does my turn then potentially look like? You know, that's hard for my brain to do that whole back and forth without an actual opponent and getting to play with it. Right. Like I learn much better by doing rather than reading or mm-hmm. thinking. Totally. Yeah. That's what I mean. We'll find out really quick if this card is viable or yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, totally. I think it might be really good for chain too when you get those soul shackles out. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can make sure you're getting the right one in your banish zone yeah something that you can definitely play like if you have one shackle and you know you're going to banish one card and it's it's basically still having it in your hand if it's free or part of the combo that you can just play out of your banish zone so it might not be 
too detrimental right and kind of slows down the milling of yourself a bit so that's kind of important there's also like the azalea scenario where you can put an arrow on top if you have a card in arsenal then maybe you have a tunic counter and you've defended and then you can shoot a dominated arrow for five or eight yeah um for like you know two cards or whatever yeah that Um, potentially could be a lot stronger than the other defense reactions for sure yeah i mean like you said we'll feel it out and then we'll we'll know yeah totally yeah, because if that card in your arsenal is like uh, f- Foresight or something, that's kind of something you want to play, yeah, you know? But definitely. if you have still a Nimbleism in hand or a Take Cover or something, maybe you just play that and then you can Azalea dominate already because yeah. you set it up on your defensive turn, which right. is pretty important, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So next card. Uh, you're up, Mitch. I'm up. Uh, okay. Uh, I think I'll go for uh, Rally the Rear Guard. Um, on the spoiler, nice. it's red, cost two, attacks for six, and has this cool defensive action that says, as an instant, discard a card um, and give it plus three defense. Uh, I don't think it's that good in red, but I think it's really interesting in blue. Uh, because at blue, it still uh, attacks for four, I'm assuming. Um, and it I mean, it's definitely utility is blue, but then like you get this cool thing where you can you can block for two and kind of hold a card and bluff that you're going to pump it three more. And I think that's going to be really good against players like Warrior or Ninja, where you might be achieving the same uh, like block desired result. They might you know, they're probably not going to play that card, but then you don't have to unlike a say a blue unmovable where you have to pay that. You have to have a blue in hand, pitch that, play the immovable get five or six defense but this one's cool you get to bluff it and it might be useful as an attack late game um that is pretty cool because it's like you can choose you can choose what card you discard yeah it's like any card pays for Mm -hmm. it the weakest card in your hand Mm -hmm. makes it functional and like you said if if they then attack reaction you you get to do it if they Mm -hmm. don't then you get to save it yeah, I mean, to me, it seems just like another pretty st- could be strong uh, uh, Shadow Brew kind of limited format card, you know, where you might not have the wealth of sixes you need in your graveyard to be able to banish them to uh, accrue your blood debt for your more important stuff. So it just kind of ensures that type of play. Gets around Dominate as well. Yeah, it gets around Dominate, which is pretty cool. So if there's more of that, um, that could be interesting. But um, yeah, interesting card. I don't know if it's going to be a like classic constructed staple. That's kind of how I feel about most of the cards spoiled, except for the last couple of um, light hero cards slash warrior cards, you know, is there's like cool effects on like kind of below curve cards that like potentially you don't want to run in your actual deck, you know? Yep, totally agree. I mean, this card, though, is... Oh, we just got a new one. <laughs> this card is uh, it's pretty good, because it's like a brutal assault, right? But it it just has its added defensive ability, which is fairly flexible. The downside, though, is that you're if you use it, you're burning two cards. Whereas if you play blue and movable from hand, you're only burning one card. Yeah. I mean, two in the moment, but you pitch one. Right, right, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, Taylor, you're up. Oh, I'm up. Okay, 
uh, cool art on that new card. I'll have to. Read it looks that. like an Avengers movie cover. <laughs> totally. Okay, so I'm I'm out the gates with a really big card. This is my favorite card spoiled so far. It's Invert Existence. It's a Shadow Rune Blade Instant. It's majestic. It's blue, so it pitches for three and costs one. So it reads: You may play Invert Existence from your banished zone. Banish up to two cards from an opponent's a, a, an opposing hero's graveyard if an attack and non-attack action card are banished this way deal two arcane damage to that hero and it has blood debt um, awesome so also it's also great art totally it has really really cool art i would love that as a play mat it's so cool um yeah it's amazing so for me it's just like what a super freaking cool card now that shadow rune blade has like um everybody you're up against is like you could threaten this at any point right as soon as they have uh an attack and a non-attack you're threatening like two damage which turn two arcane damage which turns on a lot of rune blades kind of already hit effects right so like um dread triptych right you can attack with dread triptych invert existence right on top of that um and get the extra rune chant off of dread triptych um it turns on meet and greet to give it go again turns on consuming volition for that hit effect and it turns on rattle bones which i think is really really important also another instant <laughs> yeah because yeah then you can play rattle bones as an instant because then you dealt arcane damage right i think this card's really cool because it reminds me of like uh you know reckless swing or steel blade shunt or you know these tools where you uh kind of deal surprise damage and this, this card does not block, which is kind of rough, but it is a blue. So you can see it at the end of the game. Yeah, and easy the difference, to pitch. Yeah, yeah, the difference with this is that they can still block this arcane damage coming in. But the fact that you're always threatening potentially lethal as an instant yeah. um, is like a lot. I already have enough to think about with Rattlebones online all the time. <laughs> totally. You know, like, well, and, and plus, like, like, you banish this card, right? So if it gets banished from your shackle, then your opponent knows it's there. Sure, it's, like, dealing you a little bit of damage, but it's really threatening an extra two damage uh, to your opponent, which is yeah. really cool. And because it's an instant, it's just another cheap card you can play to summon Urser, the Soul Reaper. Right, because right. you got to play, you got to play six of those to summon that bad boy, um, which I think we'll talk about those at the end. Sure, those yeah. tokens because that's kind of a big topic. But uh-huh. so it's just a really good enabler. It's really flexible for uh, dealing with your opponent's stuff. Right, like if you don't want me to memorial grounds my, you know, remorseless onto the top of my deck, you can just. Yeah. get rid of that as well yep. that's like a or it's, utility or it's like late game and guardian uh like plays remembrance right. i can respond to that with this instant get their crippling crush one of them or something else right banish those so they can't right um use those i mean that's like a little bit of an edge case scenario obviously like if they've played three and you can only banish one it's like not as good but cuts well, down on the threats you could stuff. banish two right so you just yeah, deal you damage. not deal the damage yet and banish two of them, which and could in that be worth scenario, it. If they've played Remembrance, then you play this. That's still only a card each. You know, if you paid for it with a yeah. tunic, or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, totally. It might not be that cool of a play. It's just illustrates the flexibility of right. 
this card, which I think is like makes it really good and will definitely be a three of in Shadow of Blade for sure. Um, do we want to talk about the brand new spoiled card or do we want to go back to you, Isaac? This is like the worst time to have done a podcast. It's so like <laughs> just oh, great. Setting you off. You can you can read it out if you want. Um, it's another warrior attack reaction. It's bananas. It's really good. <laughs> okay, so majestic. then we'll read it. I haven't read it. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so read it. Beacon of Victory. It's got the Avengers artwork on it, which is pretty sick. I wonder if the new Avengers three Beacon of Victory. <laughs> I wonder if the new hero is spoiled in this artwork. The other hero for light. Oh, maybe. It kind of looks like a lot of soldiers around him, but... Well, yeah, he's doing know. a big fist pump. <laughs> ah! Okay, so Beacon <laughs> of Victory. It's a majestic. It's a yellow pitch. Costs zero defense for three. Light warrior attack reaction. And it reads, as an additional cost to play Beacon of Victory, banish X cards from your hero's soul. X can be zero. Target attack gains X attack. So it gains X, X more power. If you have charged this turn, search your deck for an action card with X cost or less, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. What's going on there? It's like a seeing steel blade. Jesus. So, as so, you know, the play, you can play this, get your pump, you know, do its whole thing, and then you can use the new warrior hero's ability to give the current attack go again and then play the next card that you just fished for right it's like a go wide singing steel blade with with a bigger pump on it maybe so you are gonna banish let's say you banish two cards from your soul so now your target attack gains plus two and if you've charged this turn you get to search your deck for an attack card that costs two or less mm-hmm. or reveal any it action card and right? put it in your hand yeah, yeah yeah any action card and then shuffle your deck. That's what I mean. If you have another one in his soul, then you use that to give this current thing go again. And then that card you fished for, you can play in theory. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could just, right, banish one and it pumps your attack. So yeah. then if you have another card, you can use his attack reaction to banish it to give that attack go again. And you've gotten the next card you want to play for right. one or less. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot going on there. That's crazy. Yeah, like, it, the go wide sing steel blade. Totally. You're just like fine. And it has no reprise or anything, so you yeah. just have to have cards in your soul. Totally. It's uh it's like the new charging is the new reprise. Totally. Like yeah. you see cards in a in the light hero's soul and you're like, crap. Yeah. You know? Well and if you play out one of these just generic warrior attacks like cost one, swings for five. If it hits charge. Mm-hmm. then you're like it forces a similar kind of blocking situation with warrior where you're like well is he just gonna run away with it if i don't block if i let this hit effect happen or i can block this five and try to keep charge from happening and mitigate you know yeah well the zero ability is kind of like reprise is already triggered well if you defend with a card well charge attack ha- action card happens as before. an additional cost to yeah. play cards Oh, not in effect. So a card going into a hero's soul for a hit effect is not charging. Oh, those generic cards that with the hit effect is not charging. Yeah, no, because oh. it has to have the keyword. Well, never mind. Then. Yeah, so you already know it's happened. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, ha. <laughs> Hope everybody learned something. Okay, blah. <laughs> it's crazy town. This is what I mean. All right, I'm up. Yep. 
Um, so my next card is a uh, Carry On Husk. Mm. Love this card. I really hate it. So this is a legendary chest piece. Uh, legendary shadow equipment mm. chest. Um, I'm like... Well, read, was, read its whole text before well, you... Oh, I know. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm Everybody uh, has already listened to our rants about this, but I'm like not a huge fan of the legendary... The legendary equipment being so rare and so expensive and so necessary. So I don't like that this card is legendary because then it just adds a $200 cost to your deck, unfortunately. But... I love everything else about this card. It is, uh, it blocks for six and it reads, Bonkers. If, <laughs> if you defend with carry on husk, banish it when the combat chain closes. At the start of your turn, if you have 13 or less health, banish carry on husk. And it has blood debt. So for every turn it's in your banish zone, you lose a life. Yeah. Um, I think this card is great. It adds just more risk and chaos to the already gnarly um, chain or levia play. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, just losing more, more life. useful for levia because you can just use it whenever you want and hopefully mitigate the blood debt. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I mean, blocking for six is really powerful. Your opponent could have a pretty big turn, and you could, with one card from hand plus this, you know, block ten. And swing it back at them for a four card hand. Well, if you're on lower life too, with the skull cap, you're like blocking for eight. Yeah. With two pieces of gear, you know? Yeah. Um but... fridge just got topped by the brutes deep freeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh I I think it's Shane really... can run this as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he can. I don't know if he's going to want to. Right. Um but that being said, I don't th- I think that's a really cool legendary because it's like powerful but potentially not necessary yeah it may not even be that good like because it's not a class one it's just the uh talent specific right like um like you really need in the first eight heroes you really need their legendary piece to really unlock that character's potential and i don't think that's the same for carrion husk so we might not see the same like gigantic price tag on it and I think it's cooler legendary design. Yeah. For so, equipment, anyway. Well, the counter, though, is... So, I mean, Warrior and Brute and whoever else, like, has to run Arcanite Skullcap at the top level. Which, in my opinion, is, like, not that good of a card. It's just... Yeah. It just, gives you more armor. Yeah. And so, Levia may not have a good alternate chess piece. This might be the best option. Yeah. Right? That's um, true. Especially, like... You know, I don't know how much we're going to consider Blitz in our reviews here, but especially in Blitz, that's like a pile of armor. Yeah. Well, we've seen it's like a real format with real prize support. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I i don't know how good it's going to be, but I, I do really like the design because it doesn't seem, it seems like you kill yourself with it. You know, it doesn't seem overpowered. Well, it's you just really just, interesting. Especially in Blitz. I don't know if it's worth, like, you know, you're seven health away from that thing leaving. Yep. You know what I mean? I know. We were talking earlier about uh, how you could be at, you know, 15 health and be like, now I'm going to save this for the power swing next turn. Then you get attack reaction and drop below 13 and it just... (laughs) Or just drop to 13. Yeah. And it just... Then it it breaks and starts uh, killing you. (laughs) Yeah. Invert existence. Boom. Yeah. Now you have a blood debt husk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Now you are the carrion husk. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Uh... 
yeah, great card. It's one of, I think, the most fun designed cards in the set so far that we've seen, for sure. Um, All right, Mitch, we're over to you now. What's your next card? Um, Just a fun card. Frontline Scout. I think it's hilarious. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I I love it. I think that card is really weird and cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, if it blocked for three, I think it could be a staple in tons of decks. I think, I don't know, it's it's hard to say how powerful that ability is. It's so situational. Um, but it could be really helpful. I mean, I would consider even like running it in Wizard just for fun, like blue, and then just, oh, do, do they have a stack full of reds in their hand right now? <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. see. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that it's a common red strip. So is there going to be like a yellow and a blue that all have this? Yeah, blue. Oh, yeah, it's blue an attack. Would be epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. swings for one. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't right. have to hit. You just get no, to see just, their hand. Yeah, it's like pretty cool. Yeah, that is yeah. that is kind of really um, cool. It's like I, way better than Scour the Battlescape, you know? Yeah, yeah, it could potentially go again. Um, yeah, pretty fun. It, I don't know. It could just be kind of like a gimmick and draft that's kind of goofy, or it could be super helpful. I, I don't know. I think it's fun that they made it. I wonder if it's going to, like, suffer the same fate as Drone someday. I don't know. It doesn't really break the game. It's just really interesting. Yeah, because a lot of times you're like, do they have XYZ card in their hand or whatever while you're attacking them? And this allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And there's, like, so many decision points where, like, so for, like, Azalea especially, I'm like, so do I arsenal this defense reaction or arsenal this plunder run? Am Mm -hmm. I going defensive or offensive? Yeah. But then I just know what you have. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah or like if i'm ninja and i've got soul bead in my hand but i don't have an attack reaction right it's like well they're gonna have to use two cards they don't have one i mean right if if they don't have a defense reaction i mean that, that's all good stuff to know yeah totally it could be very helpful red the blocks for two but yeah pretty sweet card oh, i'm running that blue all day totally <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we don't call you Johnny Red Razor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good... It might be a pretty good card, actually, for a ninja, because it's a zero, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put it in the Benji deck. Go again. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to hit, though. Totally. That's what I mean. It's yeah. just like... It's like the world's most annoying Gadachi. <laughs> <laughs> just play if it from the arsenal. get more annoying. God, I'm going to hate handing you my hand. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be... <laughs> wow, cool. That's really cool. It could be even cool in Ultimate Pit Fighter, too. Right. Oh, yeah. You like get a look at somebody's hand and then uh, you have a bit more information to broker to keep yourself alive. <laughs> you know, like, no, 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 no. Don't attack me. You want to attack them. Believe me. I saw their hand. It's fucked up. Like attack them, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah, it could be really helpful to see if they have like a command and conquer in hand or something You're like okay i'm not gonna arsenal that defense reaction i'm gonna arsenal this other thing instead yeah, yeah. totally bait him with a sigil <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah yeah that's really really good um cool yeah i hadn't really looked at that card there have been so many spoilers as well um awesome on to you taylor oh cool on to me i'm just thrown away okay another another big ticket item here um is dimensional crossroads it's a shadow rune blade action aura. It's yellow and it's a majestic. Cost two, defense for three. And it reads, go again. Whenever you play an attack action card or non-attack action card from the banish zone, if you haven't played another card of that type this turn, deal one arcane damage to target hero. 
And if you lose health on your turn, destroy dimensional crossroads. Boom. Boom. Okay, so it's really cool because it's like, it doesn't matter the uh, damage you take on your opponent's turn, right? It's just if you're like dealt blood debt damage or I guess in the wizard, it's it's a really bad card against wizard. Um, and it's potentially oh, turned off by uh, Reckless Swing or Steel Blade Shine. I didn't realize like that. that it's only damage on your, your turn. Your turn. And right. it just stays so out forever. Yeah. Blood debt. Whoa. Yeah. So you really got to play um, conservatively, potentially. But it turns a lot of cards on to then deal extra damage. Like, that's so annoying. Yeah, especially if you have it out for two or three turns, that's huge value. Yeah, totally. It's like six extra damage, you know, for two resources, which is then obviously on, that's on curve for a lot of two cost six attacks. Right, but it's it's piled on top of everything else. Yeah, totally. Out. It's like then, and, and a lot of the the rune blade cards, shadow rune blade already are played from the banish zone, right? So you, you can just start dealing extra damage it's really really cool and i mean one arcane damage is like the worst it's like hard to i mean with rune chant so if you know more is coming you can pitch a blue and then kind of mitigate more but if you just play like one attack and it swings one damage at you or whatever two damage then it's it's like hard to pitch Mm -hmm. you know do i pitch a red to block this one rune chant and turn rattle bones off or do i pitch a blue and hope he swings more arcane damage at me to make it worth it yeah yeah yeah, totally. It it really turns. I don't know. It turn it, it, it again like turns on rattle bones and like other hit effects, right? You could play a non-attack action from your banish zone. Um, let me see if I can find an example here. But uh, then you can play meet and greet, right? And if you took that one arcane, it has go again, you right? Know? Or consuming volition. Now you gotta uh, block that thing. Um, yeah, so I do think, I pitch a card to block this one arcane and turn off who knows what? Maybe nothing? Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah, cause, and then it, yeah. It, it works really well with, like, Seeds of Agony, which is another Shadow Runeblade action. It costs zero, and you can play it from your Banish Zone, and the next attack action card with cost one or less you play this turn deals one arcane damage to target hero, right? So now you've... for. For no resources, you play Seeds of Agony, right? That deals a damage. And then now the next attack is going to come at them for whatever it attacks for, plus two arcane damage, which is sick, which is just such great value, you know? Also really good if you got Energy Potion out Mm because you're going to need a lot of resources the next turns to keep everything with Blood Dat out of your zone to keep that card going. Yeah, totally, to get the most value out of it for sure. Yeah, really cool card. Another majestic, probably a three of, maybe a two of. That sucks an, against wizard though. Yeah, yeah totally. You got to side it out against wizard for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I mean, I'm really excited for constructed in this format because of now we have light and shadow potentially, where you can play. You can have cards to sideboard in if you're playing against a light character, for example. Mm-hmm. In addition to your seven matchups already, now you have more matchups and light and shadow potential matchups mm-hmm. yeah Pretty totally. wild. It, it's just a cool card and that's one of the things i really like about rune blade is the dual 
damage, the hybrid damage. And uh, that's really fun. And after playing like skirmishes, like people don't know how to handle the dual damage types a lot of the times. And I'm always like, gosh, I wish I had more effects than just rattle bones or meet and greet or consuming involition. And now it's like in this set, I'm getting, we're getting those tools. So now your opponent is really going to have to think about how they're going to handle that arcane damage. And they're going to need more than one arcane barrier. Oh, right. Right. So that's really cool in a lot of stuff. So now we're going back over to you. Isaac, give it to us, baby. Okay, this card is just a common, but this is my favorite new warrior card. Cool. I think it's excellent. I don't think it's the best card, but... um, It's really good. It's called Illuminate. Uh, The red swings for four, costs nothing, and blocks for three. Um, I assume because it's a common, it'll come in all colors. But it reads, if Illuminate hits, put it into your hero's soul. Yeah. Yeah, really I good. think this card is awesome. It's True. like the, it's like scar on steroids. You know, and it's just like yeah. Just to clarify, it's not just for warrior. It's for the could oh, be your light hero it's, also. Yeah. yeah, light action attack. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, we just don't know what the other hero is yet. Um, but this card's just like there's the potential to include it in a big hand, right? If you've like pumped it and give it go again or tag it on the end or whatever. Right. And there's also just the tempo swing of block with your whole hand if you're on your heels, kind of like Scar, played out, attack for four for free. Really good hit effect. Yeah. And it also blocks for three. Yeah. This card like yeah. does everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, totally. I think it's a staple card. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not it's not one of the building blocks of your power combos. But I mean it's just like so versatile. I mean it kind of is like the tempo that it seems like the light heroes you're going to play at is like, you're going to have to build up cards in your soul right. to then to be able to have bigger turns. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's a real enabler for that. Just not on the turn where you go off, but it helps you get to that turn for sure. And just any card that's like a zero for four with a hit effect is just really good. That yeah. blocks for three. Yeah. It's yeah, like incredible. It's got yeah. everything. Yeah. It's really, really good. In the same sentence, we could talk about uh, rising solar tide, which is, right. Same hit effect, but it costs one tax for five at red. Yeah. Um, blocks it for three also. So, I mean, it's, it's very analogous to Soul Beat Strike and Torn of Tempo for Ninja. Yeah. Just yeah. different hit effect, but... Yeah. Um, totally. Which, that one's also really good because you can't even block it with a defense reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the yeah. even better part. But and you then gotta, it, you got to pay for it, though. Yeah. But then you can run it as a yellow still, though, too. Yeah. Right. It's because yeah. it's a common and it obviously has the cycle of cards, so... Um, and as we know, like yellows are pretty good typically in like warrior, you know, at the minimum, like you really yeah. want blues to float all of those resources, but, uh, yellows are pretty useful as well too. So having, having one that attacks for four is pretty cool. I am liking that we're having a warrior character. Don't get me wrong. I like a, a classic warrior all about their sword, boom, whatever, but that we have like the design space to now put that on attack reaction or attack actions. Right. You know, it's like, not just Don blade. Yeah. For three Don blade for five. Go again. Yeah. Yeah. Rinse, repeat. Mm-hmm. It's like a little more, well, we'll see, but um, it seems like a little wider, a little more flexible maybe. Yeah. You know? Or just like 
you're you're allowed to be kind of a bit more creative, I right. think, right? In it, I I bet Sir Bolton is going to those players who are really clever and really tactically minded. It's going to reward them. Yeah, is my bet from all of that stuff. Um, Mitch, we're we're kicking it back over to you. We're gonna pass the mic. All right, um, as it were. Well, I'm just gonna keep talking about kind of common and kind of generic multi-class cards here. Uh, Spew Shadow. Um, I don't have that one up actually. Um, failure on my part. Oh, geez. Um, it's way but, at the top, I believe. But basically, it's a two cost, and it allows you to play an uh, action card, probably attack action card from your banished zone. Um, it's a shadow action. Shadow action, yeah. So either class can use it. Um, I think it's interesting because it's the only card so far that we've seen that allows you to pull any card out of the banished zone. Not mm-hmm. just ones that trigger off of themselves. Let's say they can be played from the banished zone. I don't know how useful it's going to be. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, and it blocks for two. Yep. Yeah. So maybe not a lot of upside, but I just think it's interesting that um, that they threw that in there because there are some cards that could end up in your banished zone through chain or through randomly banish you from your discard that you might want to see again. Yeah, and it, um, and it gains a plus two pump if it's attacking a light hero, sure, which is kind of cool. Um, doesn't have blood debt, so that's kind of important, perhaps. Um, and it's a common, so it'll have a cycle. So then the yellow will be cards that cost one or less, and then the blue will be cards that cost zero. Um, and maybe well, not cards. Pump. They're yeah, I think it's still a plus two. I think yeah. you can check that out yeah. on the website. It's attack action cards that you're going to yeah. get. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a valuable draft choice. I don't think it's going to be a good constructed choice. <clears throat> yeah, I thought this card was kind of expensive and not very good when I first saw it, but I think mostly just for the block for two aspect. But it's, I mean, if you pitch a blue and play it, you can play any one cost attack out of your banner zone, which like could be fairly useful. Yeah, I don't really know totally. yet. But there, there is, like, a world in which this card is, like, semi, you know, versatile or, like, could be potentially valuable. Um, but just at face value, I'm not super impressed. I do like, though, the f- because, like you said, it is a unique fetch ability. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only one that pulls out, like, any card that you want. Well, or it's any attack, attack card that you yeah, want, but yeah. still. Yeah, totally. And the fact that it'll get the pump is pretty good. Um, but it's only, again, good in the limited format if your opponent is a light hero. So like in sealed, you would side this out if you were in a shadow uh, mirror match, you know, but it is interesting for sure. There's like a world too, where some of these like edge case cards that we're talking about are actually find a place once we know the whole set in like constructed or blitz, right? Because of, some sort of combination that makes them really powerful and we just don't have all of the information right at this moment to say that right so anything that's like below whatever you know the standard curve is is like for me instantly goes into that limited play pool but um i guess my point is is that i still keep an open mind totally about like, all of these cards until i see the whole set like my example of ray of light I thought yeah. it was like not very good, and yeah. now it's like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've seen the new warrior, yeah. Um, I mean, the, so this 
that card may be good enough for a sideboard um in because like with a blue and it you can play say consuming volition for six yeah totally for two cards yeah like pretty good yeah only Um, against a light hero right right so sideboarded in yeah sideboarded in so yeah if you happen to banish that particular card that doesn't have blood debt and in yeah. chain and it doesn't work for you your like you know situation then just for example you know, yeah it's totally like, it's if that were part of the plays that you were doing for some reason yeah it could do that and if you sure. don't have too many block for twos in your deck already which is never gonna happen <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. i do appreciate that though that it looks like some of the more powerful cards some they're just adding in more cards potentially that don't block or block for two or whatever to kind of try to force us to play more aggressively right. which the game right now really revolves around mid-range or control decks you know those are the ones that really shine and that like aggro deck is not really a uh, staple in the meta you know like you can't boost dash you know right uh aggro ninja maybe is like not even that good gets shut down you know, by or grinded out by mid range decks and that Just sort of by thing. Armor and defense reactions. Yeah, you know, yeah. That sort of you get thing. Ninja on its heels, and it, yeah, yeah, cool, I'm yeah. Pitch four and block for eight. Like you're, yeah. you're not gonna live very long like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I was gonna talk about that a little bit when we talk about characters, but I also like really like this new design space just because it's like the we see with uh, you know in Blitz with Ira and Tall Dorinthia. And, you know, her armor's blocking ability or, like, in Constructed with Control Dash or Mid-Range Dash, whatever you want to call it. Just the pattern of consistency mm-hmm. is, like, dominant in this game. Yeah. You, like, can't... It's, like, the most consistent deck wins, right? Which is, like, a normal strategy and, yeah. like, a it normal makes thing to say for games. Yeah. But it's just, you know... Uh, mid-range dash with the pistol is just mm-hmm. so good because of the consistency or you know yeah, Ira Ira and yeah. mm-hmm. it's obscene so i like i like these new characters levia and chain and maybe shane they, or shane <laughs> um and maybe the light characters who knows but um where you're probably rewarded for taking more risks like, you can burn yourself out, but some of your cards don't block or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems like it, and with your blood debt engine and all that, it just... It feels like they're trying to break you out of the, like, just consistency-safe box. And hopefully, we'll see how balance goes, but allow you to win or, you know, win, you know, on par with some of these safer, consistent decks with a more risky, you know, yeah. levy a deck where you're mm-hmm. just, like, rampaging around, devouring yeah. your opponents. Totally. Because so I, I really like that turn in the game. Totally. I think it, it really needs it because um, in, in terms of, like, enjoyability, like, just those moments in games for both players can be really exciting and really fun. Like, you're like, okay, I'm going to go for it here. It's just going to be great. Like, that's one of the things that makes watching a wizard game really fun is because you, they don't have all of the information and sometimes they're forced to kind of go for it. Right. And then it turns out it happens 
and they win. And right. that's like a really exciting moment. Like maybe it sucks for their opponent, you know, but they, you can't be upset for them like going for it and it like works out, works yeah. out, you know, yeah. like and to reward that style of play here with other classes or heroes, excuse me, in classes, uh, can just make for a much more exciting game rather than just kind of like the uh, who can grind the other person better or that sort of thing, you know? Right. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. I mean, that being said, the light warrior so far seems like a very consistent character. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. putting stuff into your soul, I mean, that card's gone forever. There's no way to right. get that card back. So that that's a, on a disadvantage you could end up with just like the wrong card in your hand and be like gosh i really gotta i have to put that in my soul right now crap yeah you know? yeah totally i i think that is also cool right because they talk about part of the design philosophy is every card matters and so now if we have cards that are doing that sort of thing you know like oh crap i gotta put maybe one of my power cards in my soul to you know pump my turn later is like a cool decision point that you would have to go through for sure right and that's a good example of wizard because i mean as mitch knows wizard's really difficult but um it's a class that makes you go for it right and has some of that chaotic nature but players have still like won tournaments Mm -hmm. albeit rarely so it's not it's not so chaotic that you're just rolling the dice every time yeah. and you're because in that scenario you're just going to lose event you can't win a Swiss round and then a tournament right yeah if, nobody, if it's like too chaotic it'll be rocks ko right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean but um you know and I'm not saying they did it perfectly with wizard but hopefully these new characters are something like that where you have to you know kind of safely walk that line mm-hmm. of being really volatile but also being able to win consistently. Yeah, knowing when to go for it and then yeah. rewarding you for it is yeah is is really cool. Um, All right, I don't even know where we're at. Um, uh, I'm just segueing to another point. Oh, sure. Um, just this whole soul mechanic. Uh, as far, I mean, against a shadow character, it seems balanced, but against the rest of the field, I'm, I'm kind of worried that Warrior's just going to run away with it right now because... Unless there's generic cards that come out in the set that threaten their soul. I mean, light characters just going to, like, stack the crap out of their soul. And then there's nothing, a, I don't know, a ninja or a uh, ranger yeah. or a generic brute or anybody's going to be able to do anything about it. At least with the shadow character, it's, like, kind of balanced where they've got to mitigate, you know, not milling themselves out and dying from blood debt. But it seems like the soul thing is, has got no answer so far for any of the other characters. Right. Like, what's the drawback to the soul? I mean, blood debt's very obvious. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you have to put your potentially powerful cards into your soul to enable, like, your better turns later. Yeah, you have to banish your blood debt cards. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. in Shane, you you don't... Uh, you banish them, and then you get to play them. Yeah. yeah. You know? So there's, like, kind of no drawback there, except for, you know... You, where you gotta play them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta play them. Um, yeah, you, the like, players gotta block with three. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. block with three play three that's six cards after three turns that's 18 cards that's one third of your classic constructed deck basically gone (laughs) you know in three turns which is pretty insane yeah you know once you have your tokens up but yeah or just like just in general yeah 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 mid like a mid-game thing you might only have you know 30 cards left and you're down to 12 
Um, I agree with you, Mitch, though. I think that's a pretty good point. Um, hopefully the warrior won't be so good that because it's going to cost them obviously cards to put into their soul. So they're going to have hopefully less, but or less potent turns where they, you know, maybe block, you know, with one card and then swing for five and charge their soul. And that's their whole turn. Yeah. Which they that could, would like, cost their whole hand. But I mean, some of the cards are hit effects right, to right. get cards in their soul. So any hero can stop that. It's just right. charging that the keyword charging that you can't stop so hopefully uh building this engine and spending it uh hampers them enough yeah that they're not just like blowing you out every turn it seems like you could just wait and stack your soul for beacon of victory (laughs) and just like oh i'm gonna banish 12 cards out and yep yeah i don't know yeah that's totally true but yeah, you don't have the shadow cards to threaten. Like, yeah. if it hits, banish three cards in their soul. Or I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how yeah. many cards have charge on them, because then the other ones are hit effects that you can stop. Mm-hmm. So then that's on you. But I think it's important to perhaps have that in the meta, because then perhaps people won't play the shadow heroes. You know what I mean? Because of the. Uh, risk aversion people have in games yeah you know what i mean they're like oh well i'll just keep playing dorinthia you know what i mean so and maybe so uh maybe this brings out an aggro strategy right because if you're like aggro ninja against this new warrior it may be harder for them to like charge this whole engine and pressure you enough yeah you know maybe i mean without any more cards it I mean, I it didn't work before. Why would it work with more cards in the opponent's? Sure, just the same <laughs> thing with uh, with Dorinthia. It's like if you keep her under pressure, um, it's harder. It's also hard to keep her under pressure, though, as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. You just yep. equipment block and <laughs> totally. Well, but I mean, that's or just for me, that's how you beat Dorinthia, right? Is you're playing like these two or three card hands each. Right? Yeah. You have to like pressure them, and you have to block to some degree, and you have to like keep it there. Right. But harder said than done, though, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm up next. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know this is a lot of Shadow Runeblade stuff, but I'm, like, pretty psyched (laughs) about that. Um, And then maybe after this last... uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll move into Heroes after this card or something. No, I have another card. Oh, okay. If you feel really strongly about it, totally fine. Um, so I, my other pick is Galaxy, Galaxy Black, which is uh, also my stripper name, which was pretty funny. Um, yeah, what the, a coincidence. What a coincidence. The worlds have come together. <laughs> totally. In the galaxy. <laughs> um, super cool art. Um, so it's a Shadow Runeblade weapon. It's a two-handed sword, and it's a once-per-turn attack that costs you one, and it attacks for one. But it has some text here. If you have played a card from your banished zone this turn, Galaxy Black gains plus two until end of turn. So then it's a three, which is pretty cool. And if Galaxy Black hits a hero, deal one arcane damage to that hero. So um, in the world where it's just a one for one and you take it, you actually have to take two. So it's a one for two, which is not terrible with a weapon. You know? Yeah, which is really good, you know. 
And then if you take the three from having played a banished card this turn, then you actually are taking four. So um, it kind of forces blocks if you don't want that extra damage. It yeah. is really cool. And dealing one arcane damage then turns on your other stuff. Because right. then, then I can rattle bones. That's like the hugest thing. I know I keep saying that, but rattle bones is such a powerful card. Yeah. To then just be like, okay, galaxy black. And then you are like, no blocks. You take the arcane damage. Boom. I can rattle bones and get go again. And then play another attack. Yeah, it's really versatile. It's yeah. just hard for, like, on my end, it only costs you one. But then if I want to save my cards, I have to take four. Yeah, if I've you played know. something, if I've banished yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, totally. Which is quite a lot Yeah, to just take, for sure. So, um, I think it's really good. I also think the scythe is going to be good. There's been a lot of internet hate about uh, Dread Scythe. Um, and I think it's going to be good. It's going to unlock certain types of play that we haven't seen before. And it's really good for new players. Because if you don't own Grasp of the Arknight, but you have Reaping Blade, it's hard to get that efficient, like, pitch a blue, attack for four, kind of you know, keep keep tempo a little bit and the scythe just allows you to do that and then maybe run like Goliath Gauntlets or something like that. Even though it is a majestic weapon that you would have to pull from this set. Easier than a legendary. Easier than but, a legendary, for sure. Yeah. Um, You had a good point about how the scythe is better than Reaping Blade once you have like two or more rune chance up. Because yeah. then your grasp ability is offline. Yeah. So if you're, if you find you, most of the game you have rune chance up, than the scythe is yeah totally less flexible because you can't pay one to swing it for yeah three, but. yeah which is hard to say if that's a better edge case right but there are turns where you play like spellblade assault make two rune chance right that's your that's your thing and you have two rune chance trying to get a better turn and then your opponent kind of comes at you with a bit too much for you to want to hold on to more cards so you block but then you just have to go three and two with Reaping Blade by pitching one card. But with the Dread Scythe, it's a much better swing for back because it's now you're swinging back for six, right? right. Three plus the Arcane plus your two Rune Chance. And that's like a way better like kind of mid-range control play, which kind of in the meta that we are coming from, uh, Viscerai kind of wants to play at that tempo anyway. So... Um, it's kind of better in that scenario, in my opinion. And the fact that it has that weird hit effect is just a byproduct, right. you know, and it opens it up to where you can run sigils or something else that gains life, like easier to play your Tome of Findal plays. In, right, like in this right hampers you as well. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Yep. Which is not too tough to play around most of the time, but anyway, I digress okay. into stuff. Um, I'll, I'll just blow through my last two here. Um, okay. So the, uh, the first card I just wanted to highlight is Vexing Malice. Um, um the rune, rune blade card. Yeah. Yeah. So it swings the red attacks you for three physical and two arcane. And along with invert existence, um, these are rune blade cards that attack you for two arcane, which is new, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to... For example, turn off these hit effects like Dread Triptych, uh, Meet and Greet, 
uh, rattle bones, whatever. If I want to be able to shut those plays down, I have to rock more than one null rune, which makes it tougher for a lot of characters. I think that's pretty huge. So that card's like just pretty on point. But maybe a weird blocking pattern. You have to pitch a yellow or higher to block the arcane. And then a three to block the physical. Um, you know, it's already tough like for some characters to have a null rune against Runeblade. Now you may need two. And have to sacrifice more equipment. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to see if there are more cards along this line now for Runeblade. You know? Yeah, that deal more than one at a time. Or just, yeah, that instead of rune chance, right, we're just dealing arcane damage from that source, which is really cool. Yeah. It's kind of a cool card because it'll have a cycle. It's a red, it's a rare. Um, and so it should have a blue also that attacks for potentially one and still two. Right. right? Or two and two. I guess the physical would go down, which is like pretty good. Yeah. One and then two arcane, um, which is pretty sweet. One for yeah. three, blocks for three, and as a blue, that's like... Oh, it could be for three. Yeah, could be yeah. pretty useful. Um, so my last card is just Hexagor the Death Hydra. Whoa. <laughs> the new Shadow Brute weapon. So this card costs two, once per turn action, costs two to swing for six. But whenever you attack with it, it deals damage you to you equal to six minus the number of cards with blood debt in your banish zone. So if you have six cards with blood debt in your banish zone. It doesn't deal any damage. Swings for six, cost two. But I just like the design of this weapon because it's offline earlier in the game. And as you build your engine, it becomes more and more potent until, you know, in theory, at the end of the game, you can swing for six for two resources. Um, yeah. Which is, and then there's all these combos where, you know, you can, uh, play an attack card for six and, you know, banish three cards from your graveyard. If one's a six or it, it gets go again or whatever. So yeah. you could swing for, for four resources. You can swing for, you know, six and six and satisfy Levia's ability, which is like really valuable. Um, but anyway, I just like the, I like the weapon that builds in power as the game goes on. It's like a different kind of strategy. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think this is just a great point. Like, this is what I, one of the things I wanted to happen in Monarch is that we get more equipment, we get more weapons. Like, this this game will be so good once we have just a, a, a treasure trove, an arsenal, or whatever you want to call it, of headpieces, chest pieces, arms pieces, legs pieces, and all these different weapons to be able to play the game with and kind of put your own spin on how you want to play your heroes and like have them with slightly different strategies. You right, know? like more deck building creativity with your gear. Yeah, which, totally. Yeah, doesn't exist or does to some degree, but it's like, you know, doesn't exist very much in the game right now. If you're running one character, you tend to run the same thing. Yeah, totally. Like if you're playing classic Constructed Warrior, it's Arcanite Skullcap, Fendal's Tunic, Brayforge Bracers, Refraction Bolters, yeah. Dawnblade. Like, that's it. Nobody in any build is going to run anything else. Yeah, maybe totally. if, if you're right. at the top yeah. level. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, sometimes you can run Courage now. Um, but that's not a bunch of creative deck building right. <laughs> variants. Yeah, yeah, totally. And for it to be, like, 
not needing three legendary pieces to have a really top tier deck would also be cool. Right. You know, to have the variety of things to allow other play styles with the same hero to kind of counter metas and stuff. I think those things are really important for the game. Right. Like the new hooves of the shadow beast Mm -hmm. are akin to scab scab skins block for a little less, but maybe better for some players and are not legendary. Yeah. Right. So uh, really like seeing that. All right, I was a little confused by your evaluation of Hexagore because it seems to be getting weaker as time goes on, not stronger. Seems like you just ran a deck without any blood debt. You could just swing for six every turn. No, minus the number of cards with blood debt in your banish. So it'll deal you it'll deal you six, and then if you have one card with blood debt in your banish zone, it'll deal you five instead. Right. So if you had no blood debt, it would deal you six. Yeah, you need six cards with blood dead. Gotcha. Yeah, you're not, so. the, not the opponent. Yeah, right. I'm just looking like an idiot now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is no worries. Just on par with her strategy, but just adds even more craziness and risk. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, it's all a matter of perspective. I mean, it thinks it's getting weaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Death Hydra itself, for sure. Yeah, it's it's being satisfied less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we wanted to talk about the shadow tokens. Sure, Mitch. Do you have any other cards you want to talk about? Uh, or- I mean, I could talk about Memorial Ground for a second, but sure. I just think it's sure. Um, it's an instant red, uh, zero cost. Um, return a card from your graveyard and that attack action card would cost two or less to the top of your deck. Um, immediately think Ranger would be pretty happy with that, but I think it, it could have a lot of traction in, in a number of classes. Levia with the new draw card, discard a random card. Sure. Um, yeah, or just like a momentum thing. Could be a good thing for aggro decks. They're like, cool, I just hit you with this big combo, and the main piece of it is going right back on top, and you're going to see it again. Yeah. Good luck. Potentially. Definitely. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's incredible for Ranger, because you can run it yellow. Right, which pays for your whole turn and also fetches any arrow. But the counter argument is it's just another card that poorly blocks in <laughs> Ranger, which is why Ranger is not good. Totally. You know. Yeah. It's uh we'll have to see how that card shakes out. Yeah. I think it'll be good in a limited format for sure, because the number of really good threats you could have or sixes or whatever, um, can be kind of lower. And that can help you recur some pretty good mm-hmm. uh, effects for sure. Ravenous Rabble set up. <laughs> Get your Gorgonian Tome, put it back on top. <laughs> I guess yeah, you can't. It has to be an attack. attack. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. yeah I really it like sets up Gorgonian well. Tome or even uh, Tome of the Ark Knight really well, which is cool. Just, it's really broadly applicable, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and could see play because of that, but I don't know if I will include it in any of my builds. Could be Art of War-like where it seems good, but yeah, in the end, not so much. Yeah, yeah, I might include it in both my builds. We'll see. Nice. That's all. All right, cool. Let's so talk about these tokens. The coolest new cards. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So um, both the Shadow heroes have to... Uh, do this whole rigmarole to then be able to play these instants to then summon their deities or their patrons um, 
or that sort of thing. So, which are a new card type. Yeah. So we have a new token. It's an ally. Um, so for Levia, she's trying to summon uh, Blasma Fett, the Soul Harvester. So she has to have six cards in her banish zone that have Blood Debt. And then as an instant, she can play Doomsday, which then summons Blasma Fett, which is a shadow token demon ally. It attacks for six, has six health, and has a once-per-turn action attack. So it attacks for six. And it says, whenever Blasmafet attacks, you may banish a shadow card from your hand. If you do, you may banish a card from the defending hero's soul. So not a random one. You get to pick one, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty powerful. Soul Harvester, indeed. Yeah. Pretty um, hard, to, hard to play and well worth it. Um Definitely. I do worry about, so Doomsday, the summoning card, is legendary. Yeah. With the legendary keyword. And with Levia's randomness, you could very easily discard or banish this yeah. summon card on yeah. accident. Yeah. Um, but it's a blue. Um, it does not block. Yeah. So we'll see how often you can pull this off. But I think it's very worth it to have that one of in your deck to try to pull off. Yeah. And then uh, let's talk about Ursur here, and then we'll talk about them, I think, generally now in the game. Sure. Um, so then we have Ursur the Soul Reaper, which you play with Eclipse, if you, which is the uh, Shane specialization. I know I'm saying Shane, and I know <laughs> it could be a hard CH, but I think it's funnier if it's a soft CH. Like, hey, my name's Shane. Yeah, totally. So if you've been... <laughs> upset this whole podcast <laughs> yeah, just call it sean a or yeah yeah totally um so uh eclipse is AKA galaxy black <laughs> it is, a, is an instant as well and you can play it from your banished zone and you need to fulfill its condition by playing six cards in a turn that have blood debt which is pretty high but then you get a summon Ursur the Soul Reaper, which is a shadow token demon ally. Attacks for six, has six health. Once per turn attack, costs zero. And if Ursur is attacking a hero with one or more cards in their soul, the attack gains going in. So I, th- I think initially the community was kind of like, well, these aren't that good. I don't win the game by doing this whole rigmarole. For the price. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. If you won the game, that's what the game would become, right? So, like, if these were so powerful that you just, like, had this win condition to then, like, win a game, then Flesh and Blood would suck. That would be not fun. Everybody Mm -hmm. would hate Mm -hmm. that. Um, So there is another detail about these tokens that you cannot... Your opponent may attack them, and you cannot defend them with cards with defense, yeah. But at the end or the beginning of every turn, they heal. So your opponent has to deal six damage to this ally to kill them, and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, so there is the argument. So if I manage to do this and play it, and I only have, you know, four life left, my opponent can still attack me and kill me. Right. But I'm freed up to defend however I can with all of the cards from my hand and still swing for six for with free. my ally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it doesn't win you the game or save you, but whenever it happens, it's a huge swing. Since your opponent has to be able to deal six damage while stripping no cards from you or dealing any damage to you. Yeah, it's it's basically like uh, heal six, attack six, right? Like if on your turn you got to play two sigils and attack for six and strip two cards, that's like a huge swing. Or just if for some reason they're like, okay, I'm going to take six, and then you played two sigils or whatever, that's like a 12-point swing, right? And that's like In most massive, circumstances, right? Because again, they don't have to attack the tip. Right. I'm just saying right. like in an, in a typical like before times, right? right? Before Blasmafet and Urser, right? if that was kind of the play that happened, that would be a really big play even with the fact that it perhaps took your whole hand to make that swing but now it's like you know you have this big thing that they have to deal with yeah an important note that they're instant summons which means you'll probably be swinging with them on your turn when they come in also yeah which is huge yeah totally and and the fact that like to pull it off you have to have a bit of momentum and then when you do you know like for Shane, you're like doing attacks, non-attacks, right? Whatever. You're getting all of these this these six cards to be played and uh, extent, extensively doing damage to your opponent. And then Urser comes out and then you can attack with it, you okay. know? And your opponent is either going to take a bunch of damage or is going to lose all of their cards and you're going to have the tempo in the game. All right. Levy is a little different. You don't have to play anything. So you could have defended. Right. But with six cards with Blood Bay and your Banished Stone, ideally you're doing something in order to not have to pay your Blood Debt. Right. Um, and that um, carrion chest piece could be number six. That goes in. Right. Yeah, you defend there. for six. Boom, there's my sixth one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah! And that's a, that's a... I think it's more evil sounding than that. Oh, yeah. Like there's, <laughs> there's like blood and goats yeah. being sacrificed. Oh, people and... screaming. <laughs> okay, well, we'll put some sound effects in in post. It is a mountain of skulls, I mean. Uh, so that's going to be a card if I ever get it. I'm going to be really tempted to Arsenal, and then it's going to be hard to play out. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I, I think they're really powerful. Yeah. Um. Just having a free six is really huge, you know? Even if that means that for some reason you have to defend with four, you still swing back for six with no cards in hand. I also like that... <clears throat> I mean, defend with four cards, not yeah. four, four. You know? I also like that these are... That you don't win the game. That they're oh, wor- yeah. worth, worth the price. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's nice they're blue and you can just pitch them early game and... The fetch cards? Yeah. Yeah. Or the summon cards, yeah, yeah, eclipse and yeah. doomsday, um, yeah. What is that? Uh, what is that card where you banish cards off the top of their deck? You look at the top five and and banish them. Oh, the guardian card with the crush effect. Is that a guardian specific card? Yeah, righteous yeah. cleansing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you banish one or more cards with the same name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could just banish the one card, but yeah. Yeah, but if if there's two copies of whatever, anyway, um, yeah, that could be pretty strong now, potentially. But um, I mean, Eclipse I can play from my Banish Zone, so it's like in a safe place. Yeah, hitting me with Blood Debt, <laughs> filling up your arsenal. Oh, yeah. your Banish Zone. Yeah, right? my Banish Zone. Yeah, it yeah. seems like 
chain is much his is much more difficult to summon. I think. You can't play Levia's out of her banished stone. Sure. So if you accidentally discard it or banish it, it's just gone. Yeah. You know, you can't remember it's it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't block, you know, so it's it's like in your deck. Try not to be randomly discarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, but totally. <clears throat> like uh playing all of those blood deck like accumulating them and then having to play them all in one turn also sounds really difficult. Um, yeah, totally. But does Skullbone, not Skullbone, um, Skullhorn, does that put a card in the bottom of your deck or is it just discard a card? Just discard, discard. a card. Mm. Draw a card, discard, Draw a card, discard. discard. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, my only... So, I really like these allies they created. I really enjoy the one-on-one dual nature of this game. So I hope that they tread lightly with allies, right? Like, I don't want... Um, you know, like support deck from Destiny or like right. magic decks where you have an army, right? I don't right. want any kind of, you know, if there's one character that's like a pair and it's Gemini's or you have one ally sometimes, it's like, fine. I just don't want them to take away from the, it's like one-on-one combat you versus your opponent, which I don't think that this does. Yeah. Just introducing the new ally mechanic, I would personally not like to see too many allies or too common of allies or too easy to play allies which they haven't done but it just begs the question now that you can have allies yeah now they have opened up that design space and how are they going to utilize it moving forward right you know um which is cool and i don't think the game is going to turn into you summoning an army of stuff i mean maybe one character has all of these like twinkie little allies or something like that and their cards who knows you know. Just as long as they don't take away from the sense of it being, like, you as your character against mm-hmm. your opponent. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, because that's that's one of the reasons you come here. You don't want, like, a Meeseeks box card? <laughs> <laughs> a mech- mechanologist Meeseeks? <laughs> um, I don't think anybody wants that. No. <laughs> Except maybe mechanologists. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. For uh, today, we're definitely over an hour. And uh, oh, is that it? You don't want to talk about the characters or anything? I think we kind of talked about them quite a lot, not in non-specific yeah. turns and stuff. Well, let's speculate turns. about what number four is going to be. Okay, yeah, we could end with that for sure. Yeah, I think thematically, Guardian makes the most sense. But I think that given the card pool that we've seen so far. I'm a little concerned about what Guardian's going to look like. Because given the old Guardian and, I mean, all the heroes so far have kind of gone along in the same kind of vein that the original characters did. So, I mean, in this set, we don't see a lot of high-cost attack for six or more kind of cards. Especially, there. I mean, Rising Solar Tide and Illuminate. I mean, those cards, I mean, I don't see how they fit in the Guardian. But thematically, I mean, it's all just like light and swords and armor and like guardian fits right into that with like you know the church and the holy light and everybody's wearing armor and shields and fighting the demons i mean that seems like guardian textbook but so far i don't know what guardian's gonna look like i mean so far mostly characters haven't been a huge surprise so that's my vote so i'm going with uh side note rising solar tide i guess is the inverse of surfing lunar tide or whatever 
there's that shadow card, right? That's like oh. if it hits, it, it's three for seven. Defense yeah. for two. If it hits a light hero, then they have to banish a card from their soul or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just didn't put that together until I heard it um, audibly rather than looking at the cards because nice. Rising Solar Tide look seems um, way better. One mm-hmm. for five instead of three for seven. Anyway, um, Isaac, what do you think the next character is going to be? I don't know. I mean, I agree that Guardian makes the most sense. Uh, again, I was like hoping for them to mix it up a little bit and surprise us like i was a little surprised about the brute from the demonastery but um it does make some degree of sense just after that we've seen an evil rune blade and a good warrior from just shadow (laughs) we don't really know the actual politics between countries and wraith and perhaps he is just in trying to take down Solana. Shane might be fine, but Levia is pretty evil. Yeah, okay, that's true. you're <laughs> sacrificing souls to the soul harvester. How do you spin that as like maybe it ultimately is for the good? I mean, I they're, yeah. maybe they're right, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, you but, should, yeah, get a job at like the White House. Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> spin this one today. Yeah. Anyway, we've just seen this light warrior from Solana and this shadow rune blade from the Demonastery. And it's just like very, um, I don't know, very expected, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think. Um, so you're right. Guardian would be right on par. It would be it would be awesome if there was like this monster hunting ranger, right? Or even a light wizard, which is like not breaking the mold. Yeah, but which would be, be cool. But yeah, so far the art I don't think is really pointed towards that at all. Right. Um, we also haven't seen a lot of light cards, so I don't know. Um, yeah, it's really hard to say. So I, I'm i also on Team Guardian. I know there's no parody here, but <laughs> I have some reasons. So if you look at the hero art of like the full art of Sir Bolton, the potentially Ragnar from staunch response is in the background of that card. Um, it's just like a, a blonde man with a, a beard with angular features looks the same as on staunch response. Of course they look slightly different because they're different artists, but the similarity to add a character like that just in the background, I think is definitely there on purpose. And that might hint towards, um, a guardian character in that way. Uh, if you read Sir Bolton's like um, lore, you also get mention of that Irina was a cleric, which could be a type of guardian, right? A more protection-y uh, style situation, which kind of is guardian's theme with a lot of life gain potentially. Um which Guardian already has, you know? And the other thing that that article mentions is that Sir Bolton also hangs out with a person named Minerva, who's part of, like, the um, shapeshifter Solana spies. So it could be a shapeshifter class, well, like a brand-new uh, hero and class, hmm. potentially. Old theory. Yeah, I, I, and a reasoning for that potentially is it's in that, and it would be pretty bananas to have that in draft 
if their hero ability is similar to that of Shiana's where they can copy powers or cards or shapeshift into whatever they need to, right? Because then drafting that character or cards for that character, I don't know. Maybe that's too crazy and would not work out well. But those are those are my theories so far. I think it would be very cool to see a shapeshifter. Um, I'm like very on board with that class, but I don't think they'll do that because if they do four existing classes, they're buffing four out of eight of the existing heroes already. <clears throat> like you get some degree of new brute cards and some degree of new warrior cards, right. etc. And then with kingdom, they could introduce new variants and to some degree buff the other four. Right. It's something I don't think that they would change. Yeah. But. And that's totally fair um, pushback on that. I just think it's also possible that we see, like, there's a lot of talk about now there's, we got to have a arcane dealing class also. So it should be wizard, right? But then when you look at the set and how it's numbered and alphabetized, since they gave us warrior and we know where the next light hero comes in the set alphabetically, it can't be wizard. Right, because the the next hero numerically comes before um, Sir Bolton, which is a warrior, and it's in it's by class, typically. Right, that brutes yeah. are the top of the set, and wizards are the bottom. Anyway, so that that rules out wizard. Um, Could be like a guardian priest that does arcane damage. Exactly, that's yeah. where I'm going. Is that there's no reason that other classes now that we have arcane damage can't also do arcane damage. <clears throat> I was uh I would be pretty happy to see Guardian also because I don't Guardian isn't one of the classes in super need of a large buff, but they are a class who is more pigeonholed into one style of play. Yeah. Like yeah. you can play very control ninja or very aggro ninja or somewhere in between. And this is true with a lot of characters, not totally true with all. But Guardian um, can flex less so than others. So having a new Guardian with new cards and maybe new weapons or might open up um, the Guardian class for right. players to experiment yeah, Might be more. a whole different, yeah, whole different thing to play, which well, would be fun. Yeah, and but. some of the cards are like Blessing, right? Named Blessing, Righteous. It's just more on theme with light, heroes right yeah um especially with all of the guardian artwork that is most of the time not bravo yeah in the old cards mm -hmm. totally yeah. like in like you know righteous cleansing yeah right is potentially could be a light hero theme that was hinted at us also in rising solar tide um the hero on top of the mound followed by all of these other knights it really looks like they're wearing a helm that's similar to the helm of Aizen's Peak, which is the Guardian card or helm piece from Welcome to Wraith. It's a like winged straight up helm. It's not the exact same, but it's like pretty similar um, for it to be in a card. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just yeah. could be another clue that it's Guardian. Just it would be cool. <laughs> 
I want to see in the future. <clears throat> I guess they already did the shadow characters, but I think a Dr. Frankenstein style mechanologist would be pretty funny. You know, like, body parts and mechanics and just like oh, evil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And you could, that could be another token you assemble through all of these parts. Yeah, or maybe they're just the, it's the chaos talent and they're just out of their minds. Oh, yeah. Dash is so happy-go-lucky in inventing things, but you could, you could take a darker turn with that. <laughs> yeah, know? totally. Yeah, definitely. So I think we're all pretty agreed it's most likely Guardian, but. We're probably wrong, though. Yeah, you know, could be. true. I haven't been right about any of the heroes coming I'd out so far. <laughs> definitely saw Warrior coming. Yeah, yeah, I think that one was once we knew that we could get a Rune Blade from the uh, Demonasteria that we could get a Warrior that we're probably going to get Warrior from Solana because they're kind of synonymous or whatever. Yeah, so. I was just really disappointed <clears throat> just because there's so many. So many players have so much class loyalty in this game, and so many classes or characters needed a uh, buff or some love. And Warrior has always been one of the best characters in every format, mm-hmm. and then got a pump in Crucible as well. And now, old school Dorinthia is getting more Warrior cards. And there's a new Warrior hero. Yeah. It's just like overkill to me. We were hoping that Monarch would level the playing field to some degree or give some love to some of these characters, which I'm psyched that there's a new rune blade, you know? yeah. but I also would like to see, you know, wizard and ranger get some love. Yeah. Or even like, totally. or also guardian for more flexibility, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. And but, we'll, you know, we'll see how much of the, like, how many brute cards, how many rune blade cards, how many warrior cards there really are. Like not that many have been spoiled. Not even a single just warrior card has been spoiled except for, I think the hatchet maybe. Let me take a look really quick. True. But is like the only just generic. Yeah. Warrior weapon. You know what I mean? Right. But it's still, it's more warrior when there's like whole classes that are not viable. Yeah, totally. I'm just yeah. my, my just pushback on that is like that level of inflection of cards might not be that huge. Yeah. Anyway, it you just, know, even without it, Dorinthia is still going to be Dorinthia. Right. You know, like, I wasn't arguing to the degree it pumps Dorinthia. I was just saying it's whatever degree it is, it's more of that while leaving some classes still not viable. Yeah. And for the people that love those classes, that's like fairly disappointing. To not get a pump for them in a year. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Ranger gets a big buff against these four new heroes. Like, Sleep Dart is huge now. Huge. Yeah, totally put Levia to sleep and she just dies. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it, it turns off Sir Bolton's, like, attack reaction that he can't use, you know. Yeah. Turns off Go Again for Shane. Like, that's a really, really good card now with um, characters that have really powerful hero effects. And I uh, I said all this, and we may get a ranger, a wizard, or a guardian upcoming, and then that'll be one less character, you know, yeah, left in the dust. Yeah, but, totally. Um, but yeah, my hopes are not very high for the uh, just non-talent class cards, right? Right. Yeah, for those to be like super impactful, just like probably a few new okay toys to play around with and figure out that they're 
replacing maybe a flex card or something like that. That's my guess, anyway. You never know. Some, like, scars and razors are really good, you know. So we may see more some new staples, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what cards are included in the Blitz decks to see if they, like, reprint older cards oh, right. to give to new players or something. Right. That seems like those are the correct mm. products for that, you know, that, like, Sink Below's in there or, you know, some other kind of staple generics or something like that. Sigil of Solace, who knows? Right. Actually, that's kind of a rare. So, I mean, they do put rares in there, but just to see, you know. Random thought. I think Guardian's going to have a sweet hammer. Not random. But you're going <laughs> to banish cards out of your soul to imbue it with arcane damage. That'd be sick. Cool. Prediction. I'm sold. Cool. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, also, we have not gotten a spoiler card. So, LSS, if you're listening, um, up. please know that we have a pretty good large listener base. And they would love it if we got a spoiler card. Just like totally. all of our buddies are getting one. Fab Foundry has one. Outcast Haven podcast. And they're not even America's Flesh and Blood podcast, which we showed that in battle. Should we email LSS our listener numbers or something? Do you think that would help? <laughs> no, I don't know. That just feels stupid. You know, more like our uh, results against Outcast Haven. We should let them know. Oh, you think they would? Yeah, they would like that, that more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It's They're, about battle. Yeah, exactly. And honor. <laughs> okay. Let's end this podcast. All right. See you next week or yeah. something. I, I guarantee that sometime we'll have another podcast before spoiler season is over. And then probably um, we have some pre-release stuff we're going to do. And we have like a kind of uh, a tournament that like next weekend stuff comes out we'll have like another podcast in may but it'll probably be mid-may or something like that we could do an episode next week or we could do one after the 30th it'll still be spoiler season totally we'll figure it out for sure so what we're telling you is expect more content from us coming up in the audio format we're very excited we're just just pumping them out now there's a lot to talk about totally it's been really easy making episodes now that things are happening <laughs> yeah totally. you know like december 20th or whatever is like all right we need all right what's our what's our next what topic we, yeah here? what are we gonna do yeah, all right what yeah. yeah what's what's exciting and new and hot <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, okay all right Whew. goodbye everyone goodbye thank thanks, you mitch yeah thanks mitch for Always being a on pleasure thanks guys um we'll do our quick plugs email us the attack action podcast at gmail.com uh instagram same thing we're on youtube just got gameplay videos uh we have an affiliate link thank you everyone who has been using that that helps us out yeah Um, awesome keep using that at fab foundry um on it's a great person it's got a great service uh keep using that and uh i guess that's it find us on discord obviously in the right places mr beef hammer isaacs ejok Hit us up. Let's talk flesh and blood. We love hearing from you. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.